Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the In For A Penny podcast. I'm Mark Schoffman, a freelance personal finance journalist, and I'm joined by my financial planner friend, Joshua Gersler, who runs an advisory business called The Orchard Practice. Hello. If you'd like to know a little bit more about us, you can check me out at www.cavendishcontent.com and Josh at www.topfs.co.uk. Each episode, we aim to give our perspective on the world of finance and money, and discuss some of the issues that crop up in business as well as everyday life. We hope that you'll learn something from our podcast as well as have some fun too. Hello, and thank you for downloading the latest episode of the In For A Penny podcast. It's our summer holiday special, and we um, are speaking in the midst of a heat wave. Oh, hot, isn't it, tonight? It's close, it's muggy, it's um, sticky... And it's also quite hot not that outside. We are moaning. <laughs> um, not that we're moaning. Us not that we're moaning, but it's almost as if people are restricted from going abroad. So the Mediterranean and Saharan style weather has come to us instead. You've just been away, haven't you? I have. We're going to talk about um, staycationing and summer holidays shortly. I just wanted to touch on one other thing before we enter that. This will be the banter sure. aspect of the. Um, podcast aspect yeah i'll be the judge of that let's see <laughs> uh, so the last uh well the, on the previous episode we was one of the previous episodes we were speaking with josh landy of play with a legend yeah and at the end we made our fa cup final predictions and yeah. um josh and josh landy and i both predicted an arsenal win well and done you were unsure and obviously it turned yeah. out with for a win How, what, what was your so we're all correct. Yeah, we were because you both predicted a win, and I was unsure. So we were all. <laughs> is unsure the same as being correct? Um, no, I, I didn't have a clue. I never know. It's so hard in football to guess these things. But I'm delighted that we won a 14th, a record 14th FA Cup. Hmm. So did you watch it with your boys? With two of them, my boys, them? all the boys watched it, and and my father-in-law. So it was nice. Yeah, is that the f- first time they've seen Arsenal? No, because there've been previous FA Cup finals, haven't there? We did. Yeah, 2017, we won it as, yeah. as well. So I had, uh, I think they were all born at that point. Yeah, no, I think I might have had two out of four at that point. Okay, but then last year <laughs> they had they had the misery of the Europa, Europa League final, which we watched. You enjoy house. that? Yeah, yeah, we got that was that was fun. Move so, on. Yeah, <laughs> got revenge. Got revenge. So that was a nice end to the season, I think. It was lovely. Yeah. And speaking of seasons, the summer season, oh, summer like holiday it. season. Do you like that segue? I did. <laughs> Into our subject for today. So usually around this time of year, the Shoffmans are ready to get set to go abroad. Yeah, the Hamptons. Well, we're quite... Um, well, we t- try to be adventurous with our summer holidays usually. We're quite jet setters. We have been on a couple of Mediterranean cruises. And then we've done the more normal things like going to Menorca, Majorca. No, mainly yeah. What's Menorca. the water taste like there? Water in Majorca on Menorca. That rhyme is for Mallorca and we go to Menorca, so I don't know. You're not supposed to okay. drink the water. No. But as you may know, there's been a pandemic going on. And that has restricted our ability and our willingness to go abroad. So we could have gone to Menorca, but decided against it because 
there was well the government policy actually changed didn't it just a week before we were due to go and we would have had to quarantine on our way back on our, when we returned which didn't seem like a nice way to end on a holiday uh so we staycationed instead and tell us about it how was so it we chose a, a lovely cottage a cabin uh at a resort called forest holidays and they have uh 10 uh sites across england scotland and wales and we went to norfolk which is in east anglia for those geography fans <laughs> you're looking at me when you said norfolk like, like i thought like you should have been laughing some sort of partridge what the gag? partridge gag no Aha! Aha! yeah no there you go no disrespect to our norfolk listeners we probably just lost all two of them. So yeah, so usually we would be selling it up by the pool, going to the breakfast buffet, dropping the kids at kids club, but we ditched all that for a staycation where you're with each other 24 hours a day, every day, just like we've been on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. But it felt like the safer option for us. So we sort of arrive, you arrive and you're in the great outdoors and we bought bikes with and all our food and cleaning tools so that we can make sure... Cleaning the, tools? Well, not tools, like disinfectant resources. Okay. Yeah. To make sure the place was infection-free. And, yeah. and it seemed like the um, site were also taking steps. Like you had to check in at 5pm, which seems quite late to check into a place. It is a bit if you've got young kids. It is, but... That's because they allow, have to allow time to clean between someone checking in and checking out because you have to check out at 9am, which is also okay. quite early, early for when you're leaving. Yeah, early for me. But it's all in the spirit of being, of minimising the risk and being alive. Because then sort of when you arrive, there's markers out on the floor where you have to stay two metres apart. Why were you out on the floor? So, no, markers on the floor, sort of in the reception. Yeah, yeah. why was stickers. Mark on the floor? Very good. So I was dancing. Um, you had to wear masks indoors, but that was like the, that was the only place we had to wear masks. Like, I kind of feel like if we were flying abroad, we would have to sit on an aeroplane with masks on. Yeah, we were looking very well rested. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, I was in yeah. great outdoors. We took it as an opportunity to do a digital detox because I was wondering why you ignored my message. Yeah, I just don't like you. Yeah, we. Um, Spent a lot of lockdown on screen time, obviously working from home and homeschooling as well, and just keeping the kids away from us. So things like Disney Plus and Netflix were a godsend, but we decided to have a break from that for a week. We told Fantastic. the girls that there was no TV, which I feel a bit guilty about. Well, um, they won't know until they listen to this. They won't know until they listen to this. Um, yeah, and there's very poor mobile signal, so you couldn't really be on your phone checking emails. So I wasn't so worried about work or responding to your constant whatsapp messages it's like you don't have constant. anyone else to message constant it was one message <laughs> uh yeah so make then, sure you're prepared for our podcast i apologize for wanting right. our listeners to be prepared obviously you, you, weren't, you can hear how like, prepared i am yeah yeah you mentioned all... um I'm, I'm interrupt you there but you mentioned wearing masks on airplane yeah. that's one of the things that put us off our proposed summer holiday for this year where were you there. supposed to be going we were supposed to go to Portugal, supposed mm. to go in about a week's time. Right. Um, which I think, Port- yeah, Portugal, you have to quarantine uh, on, on, when you get home for two yeah. weeks. And, and we decided that as we were due to get back around about 
uh, it was the day before school starts. We weren't missing another two weeks of school, having no. missed six months worth. So we've so what we've done is we've moved our flights to next summer. Lovely. And the the hotel or the resort, because I think it was an apartment, have given us a, a full refund. Lovely. And we will hopefully then rebook that for next summer. So I think we're going to talk a bit about that part of the conversation today isn't it about what what you should do if you've booked a holiday and, and flights and how you can maybe get your money back yeah because there's been different approaches from companies so when we were supposed to go to Menorca our accommodation were very good and almost at the start of the pandemic in March said oh if you don't want to come we'll give you a full refund or you can fantastic and uh, the main issues have been cancelling and rearranging flights yeah, so our, our flights are, well, I've had two cancelled flights or rearranged. So we were supposed to go away at Easter time, Passover mm-hmm. time to Israel with British Airways. This was right at the beginning of the lockdown. And we were umming and ahhing, a bit unsure about what to do because it was very new at, a, yeah. at this point, the sort of end of March. So we decided we weren't going to go, contacted BA, and they said, oh, we'll send you, um, we'll send you a voucher. Thought, okay, fine. Then they, then I contacted them again and said, because you cancelled the flight, please can we have a a, a refund? Because I'd rather have the money than the voucher. Yeah. And they said, well, you can't do that because you've already accepted a voucher. Oh. And I said, well, no one gave me a choice. I didn't know it was going to be an option. Um, and I asked them again and they said, no, you can't have it. And I had called up and got cut off and called and no one answered and it was a whole performance so i've so i've now gone to my credit card company american express Hmm. um and they are in the process of hopefully giving me a refund for that but would that mean you performance end up having vouchers and no i i wouldn't expect to have both i i I imagine they would cancel the voucher which which would be absolutely fine and we'll end up probably using the using it with ba again it's just that it's very restrictive having the voucher because I have to use it within 12 months. If it's open-ended, then yeah. it's a bit easier. Um, and then for our trip to Portugal this summer, that was with EasyJet. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been fantastic. Our flight hasn't been cancelled yet, but they've, they've changed their policy so that you can move your flights to another date yeah. with no charge to do so. And um, you only have to pay a fee if the flights you want to move it to are more expensive. Where your so, flights more expensive? Hey? Right. So you go on their website and yeah. you put the dates around about the dates you want to go. There's a little calendar there. And the ones we've chosen are more expensive, but they didn't have to be. Okay. So we've paid about £80 between the six of us, which isn't too bad. sort of £10, £15. That's very good. Yeah, which is absolutely fine. And we could move them again if we want to. Some friends of ours booked a holiday with Ryanair, mm. who apparently are charging £35 per flight per person that you want to change. Oh, goodness. So they're a family of five. So that's sort of 300 quid if they want to move their flights, which is really off-putting. And they've said, and some other people I've spoken to have said, why would they book with Ryanair in future if they're going to be yeah. so restrictive? EasyJet is a much better option. I think, so yeah. I think EasyJet being very clever. Because what it's done is it's it's meant that they haven't had to give money back to people. Yeah. So they kept the cash and they've got flights booked up for next year or, or whenever people have rescheduled for. I think it's a sensible policy. And yeah. and customers are happy. Yeah. 
I think companies will be remembered for how they've responded in these tough times. Correct. And our hotel we booked via a website. I think it was hotels.com. Mrs. G sorted it all out. Very good. And they had an online chat facility. I couldn't, didn't know how you spoke to them, but went on the chat. They said, right, we'll contact the hotel for you. Okay. So the official policy when we booked it was that if you cancel with enough notice, you need to give, uh, you need to pay for one night of your stay of our 12 month stay. Um, But when we went online, they said, no, they got us a full refund, which was great. So um, like you said, people will be remembered and that that was good service. Our friends booked through who we're going with. They booked through love holidays. I think it's called love holidays and also got a full refund. So that's, uh, it's good that these companies are looking after their customers. Indeed. Do you, um, we've probably got some listeners who maybe aren't sure exactly what, what their rights are. Should we maybe, I know this isn't their expertise for you and I, but people might appreciate if we could share a bit of knowledge that we've picked up. Should we do that? Sure. Okay. You don't sound that enthusiastic. Let's try that again. Sure. You can't see my face. I've turned the no, camera. but neither can our listeners, Mark. <laughs> Ever. Let's do it. Ever. Okay. So, the first thing is, if your flights are cancelled, you're entitled to a full refund within seven days. Yes. Most flights, I should say that, are entitled for a full refund within seven days. Mm. I think they are entitled to offer you an alternative flight as well, but you don't have to accept that. Yeah. But then this seven days thing hasn't really been happening, has it? Because there's been so many cancellations. Correct. And and I, I get it from an airline's point of view, if you think about it, if they've got to pay out all this cash, yeah. which maybe they don't have, it's really difficult for them. So I understand why they want people to have vouchers and things instead. And I guess you've got to look at it from two points of view. If the airline said to me, you, we will give you a full refund, but it's going to take 30 days rather than seven days, I'd understand that. And mm. I probably wouldn't have a problem with that. And I, and, and most individuals should be comfortable with that I, I would hope but there are some people that are really struggling because of the the covid situation and, and need that money that injection more more the injection of money quicker yeah. so i do feel for those people a bit um so it's a it's a tricky one isn't it what, what do you think yeah i think it's it's the argument that if you can afford to not have the money you should be willing to wait and not kind of rush the company so that they can prioritize the ones who, who need the refunds most. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe they should ask that. So can you, yeah. Can you afford to wait? Yeah. I mean, you'd probably say no, wouldn't you? Because, uh, I think that's a, yeah. And I think there's a worry that because it, the whole thing seems so extreme at the start, there were fears that all these companies were going to go bust as well. So you didn't want to end up saying I'll wait and then you're yeah. never getting your money. Correct. And package holidays is slightly different. Package holiday companies, I think, have got 14 days to give yeah. you a refund. And again, that might take a bit longer because of everything that's going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing the government did last month, so sort of mid-July, is if you're getting credit notes, like refund credit notes from um, the package holiday companies, they are protecting those so if the company goes busts, 
I think they are protecting those, which is good. Very good. Yeah. Um, what's interesting though, just going back to my one about the 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 credit card company are fighting it for me. So American Expresser, I hope they're fighting it for me anyway. Um, is then suddenly I'm going to have this big chunk of money sitting on a credit card, yes. not in my bank account. And normally, if you want to take cash off your credit card, the the card companies charge you a fee, like a cash advance hmm. fee. It can be as much as 3%, which I don't really want to pay on that, that amount of money. So some credit card companies are actually doing it free of charge. So three that I've heard of that are doing it are Lloyd's, HSBC, and Barclay Card. Hmm. We'll let you take that. Um, so if, you, if you're another card user like myself for American Express, I think you've just got to ask them and hopefully they'll do you a favour. I think because I had that with American Express helped me get money back from Disney because we were supposed to go to LA and we they refused to refund us. And I yep. think they transferred it from the card from the credit card to my current account. Good. A free of charge. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's what so hopefully I'll be able to do the same. But that's the benefit as well of, of paying for things by credit card, because you get that protection, yep. don't you? Correct. Yeah, I think it's always credit cards. I think you sh- you should never use a credit card if you don't have the ability to repay it. So credit cards are a terrible debt to have, but they're good if you could pay for things for the extra protection and then clear the debt. So if, if you're able to pay for it anyway, use the card. Yeah. Um, another interesting one is for people whose outbound flights are cancelled, but not their inbound flights. So you can get to Menorca, but can't get home. So you would think that most airlines would say, well, you've booked both legs of the journey with us. If we can't get you there, then we'll refund both legs. But some of the lower cost budget airlines apparently are being a bit difficult and saying, well, you can still have a flight at home, so we're not refunding you. (laughs) It's a bit of a strange one. And I'm sure as time goes on, this will get sorted out. Um, This is on the assumption you've booked both legs with the same airline. If you've gone out with one and back with the other, I imagine it's a bit trickier. Yeah, indeed, that would be pretty annoying, mate. Yeah, it would be a bit strange. Yeah, like they say to you, you can still have your flight home, but you can't get there. I think where it gets a bit, let's say, murkier, is if you have booked a holiday in the last few months since COVID has started. Yes, that's a bit more interesting because, or or foolish might be the word to because should you really book a holiday when there's so much uncertainty? Can, will we be able to fly there? Will the hotels be able to operate? So that's a bit trickier. And I think insurers are being much stricter on that. So whereas insurers um, are being lenient where where this was completely unforeseen, if you're in the midst of this pandemic and you do something and you're trying to claim, I think you're going to have a bit of trouble. That's where it's interesting because I obviously took out insurance before the pandemic and I had extra cover to protect us from catastrophes such as this yeah so that would have covered me for cancellations in these instances but then i do wonder if i booked a holiday now if i'm still protected because the cover was bought before yeah i don't think pandemic. you would be i don't think you would be because it's it's usually unforeseen events that True. stop it um because i know a lot of them have um things with if you have to cancel due to maybe like the death or illness of a family member yeah and if it's something that you could reasonably expect so if you had a family member that was ill 
and then died and you try and cancel, they'd probably say no. But if it's out the blue, they allow it. So I'd, I'd be surprised if uh, if you book something now you, and you get you get your money back. Um, so it was strange. A lot of people rushed to book holidays to Spain over the last few weeks. Well, that's the government, wasn't it? They said. Yeah, they said it was Go okay. on holiday, enjoy your summer. And then they now then said, well, it's, but when you get back, we're going to make you quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. And I feel for the people that booked and are in Spain. But at the same time, I think, well, you knew it was a chance that something like this could happen. You've seen what other countries are doing. Why book it? Mm. Is a holiday really that essential? No. To me, a holiday, I love going on holiday. And it's a great time to, to, to step back from work and to clear your mind and spend time with the family. But it's a luxury. It's not something that you, you have to have. And I think so maybe rushing to do it wasn't the most sensible decision. And then you think you get back from work, um, you get back from holiday and you can't go to work for two weeks. Is your employer going to, assuming it's a job you need to go to, is your employer going to pay you? Probably not. Probably not. No. But I do wonder about the people's attitude to risk when it comes to this because, I don't know, our, our approach was, why would you want to go to an airport where you're close to travellers from all around the world where infection rates are different and then sitting near people on planes and you go to a resort where there's people from all different places and then you're probably restricted at the number of times you can go in the pool and a buffet. It just doesn't seem like an actual holiday. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, do you have to sort of, like you say, sit by the pool with your mask on Yeah, um, and sit very far away from each other? And especially when, uh, what's the old um, stereotype that the, the Germans get out first in the morning and get their towels out? So what oh, they yes. do with, they'll have their masks out first thing their in the morning. Out, yeah. um, I had some stats. I just, because I've been doing a little bit of journalism on this and um, been speaking to some tour operators about whether this staycation trend is just going to be a temporary thing or if people are going to realise, well, it's not so bad here in good old Blighty. And what are your thoughts? I mean, I've always known we live in a nice country and there's bits that I've never explored. And would like, and when you go to places, there's some very interesting sites. And you do sort of go and you think, well, it's really nice here. Why am I worrying about going and sitting by a pool where I could be, I don't know, discovering Stonehenge or Windsor Castle or other places that I now can't think of and I've just said are really good. Or just kind of cycling around the woods and doing doing activities with the family in the British sunshine, I guess the only downs- thing, the only downside is the weather, which can be unpredictable. Well, that's the biggest thing for me, isn't it? When you go away, for me, I like to have nice weather. Yeah. Especially, it's more with the kids, so they can be outside and splash about in a pool or on a beach or whatever it is. And that's the thing with holidays in England, staycations, that you can't guarantee the good weather. Hmm. Um, and I know um, there are a lot of places that have so many activities. There's places like Butlins and Centre Parks and all these things, which I know you, you've done a bit. Yeah. They provide stuff that you can do in the bad weather. But I, I, I like to be outdoors on holiday and have the fresh air and all, all that type of stuff that you don't get when you're necessarily uh, working. Hmm. So I'm up for staycationing and abroading. Maybe, you're just, maybe we'll fit an extra holiday, Mark. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I think one of the other drivers has been climate change as well. People have, I don't know, a lot of people are thinking about their carbon footprint 
and how much they actually want to fly. It's interesting you said that. I thought you were going to say um, that climate change has impacted it because it's getting warmer in England. Oh, well, there's that as well. I guess if it's warmer here and you're less willing to fly, both because of coronavirus and because you're worried about the environment, you may be more willing to stay cation. Yeah. So it's good. That's a good opportunity for holiday companies and, you know, Butlins and Centre Parks to up their game, lower their prices. <laughs> well, they'll probably be thinking the opposite, up their game and up their prices if more people want to stay That's in the true. UK. Yeah. yeah. I'm no economist. No, you're not. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting. It'd be it'd be interesting to hear from any of our listeners if they've how they've got on with their summer plans, whether they've stayed here, gone abroad, whether they've managed to get refunds, insurance, credit card companies. It'd be good to hear what, what's happened to other people. Mm. Have you have you learnt any lessons from from this? About what? About when it comes to booking holidays. Booking holidays. Yeah. yeah um, I, I think the biggest lesson is to ensure you have flexibility in your booking. Mm. Uh, that's probably what I would say. Like, if you think about when we go on our um, Arsenal European away trips, yeah. when we book our hotels, we always try and book them as soon as possible after the draw and because you're never quite sure how many people are going and this that and the other we try and book it with places that give you full refunds yeah and i think that's the a lesson as well because now this uncertainty try and book things where the, the refund or the cancellation policy is as flexible as possible that's good what yeah you? what lesson I, you learn? i think that making sure everything's on credit cards yeah um but I also do think it's not worrying so much now about having a big holiday abroad because we've spent all this time on in lockdown and realised it's not so bad being at home yeah, or I think you're right. finding somewhere in, in the UK to go to by car. Yeah, I thought you wanted a financial lesson. But yeah, from a personal point of view, I think hopefully people have realised how lovely it is to spend time with your family without all the some of the stresses and strains of normal life and yet you could be at home and have a great time or have days out you don't have to go on holiday i don't think people necessarily stress about big holidays but i think that is also a financial lesson because it can be cheaper to staycation yeah definitely definitely well if you don't pay for a flight and hotel it's much cheaper yeah um but all people might have a lesson some people might learned is the complete opposite that they can't bear spending time with their family That's and also true. Uh, they need to go away more often and without their family just on their own <laughs> let us know are you <laughs> for or against family <laughs> lovely good that's probably all we've got time for probably who's timing yeah um if you've enjoyed listening to this please leave a review we have actually had a review i was just reading one as you were talking not that i wasn't very interested but um oh go on do share it's um i don't know if it's one of someone who's related to you or is very much more of a fan of yours what does it say dear dad <laughs> no uh go on then read it out so this is someone who called i'm trying to work out who it could be but it's gc h hbd hb day gc hbday gc hb i know exactly who that is it's not a member of my family but i've worked it out but go on, what, how many stars do we get? They've left five stars on Apple Fantastic. Podcasts, which yeah. is one of the 
And what do they say? Main places you can leave a review. Well, it's quite lengthy, and I'm a bit worried about how I read it, and you'll find out soon why. Um, they, they've titled it, Amusing and Educational Financial Podcast Could Double Up as a Comedy. Starts <laughs> off kindly. That's what, that's what we're going for. Yeah. Uh, then it says, I'm working my way through the back catalogue of episodes on my drive to the office. It's always good to finish a podcast smarter than before. I don't know what they're wearing at the start of it. but <laughs> uh, Young Joshua is a witty, and then this puts in brackets, and probably handsome with or without hmm. a beard. He's up to that episode yet. Yeah. We talk about beards. Yeah. Smart guy and tag teams well, answering Mark's super, but a bit monotone questions. Oh, Mark. Mark. Sort it out, son. I'm trying my best. I used to have a radio show, I have you know. I'll have you know. Yeah, what happened to that? Well, they, they closed down, not because I was, had a monotone <laughs> voice. Yeah. I have, not just because I had a moment. I have learned many things, such as stealing post-it notes is wrong. Joshua really likes turkey sandwiches on Boxing Day. And don't, oh, yeah, cycle, and don't cycle too fast down Woodcock Hill. Just say, obviously you can't see what I'm reading, but this guy needs to learn how to use commas. Amongst many other useful financial tidbits. I really like the cut of your jib, guys, whatever that means. I want to wish you happy birthday and be the first to celebrate a happy podcast second anniversary for the 15th of December. I have no idea that was coming up. Uh, <laughs> please keep up the good work. Best regards, the secret Hertfordshire admirer. Hmm. I know who that is. So I will shed some light on that. Firstly, thank you for your review. And if any other listeners, we'd really appreciate your review, especially ones that make us smile and laugh. Um, this uh, gentleman, he's a very good accountant in northwest london and he um receives the orchard practice monthly newsletter um because he's a client of the firm as well and every time he he receives the newsletter he replies happy birthday josh right so 12 12 times a year i get an email replied to the newsletters newsletter saying happy birthday josh just just in case i like like and I, i think I think in the in the three or four years that he's been sending those, I think once it actually was my birthday, so we got oh, it right see. once. Yeah. So that's that's our little joke that he says happy birthday. I don't know why he does it and why it's funny, but he, he does that every time a okay. newsletter comes out. There you go. Do I know this person? Um, I don't think you do. Okay. No, I don't think you do. Yeah. Well, if he wants to meet me and talk, you know, talk have about a monotone your, your monotone voice, yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe if he's listening, he'll send you a tweet and then you can have a chat on uh, maybe. A Twitter about it. But if he's only just going through the back catalogue, we'll have to talk next, wait a bit next August. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, Mark, thank you for your monotone time tonight. Thank you for coming. It's a pleasure. Please remember, anything discussed in this programme should not be viewed as financial advice. But if you do need support, please contact me at mark, M-A-R-C, at cavendishcontent.com or visit the Orchard Practice website at www.topfs.co.uk. You can also find us on Twitter at InForAPennyPod1, at Mark Schoffman, and at Josh Gersler. If you'd like to leave us feedback, there's a link in the show notes telling you how to do that. We really appreciate any comments you provide. And do post any financial issues you'd like us to cover. Thank you for being In For A Penny.